Hi, this is C. Northington Purdy on Starting Your Teaching Career. Today we have an exciting interview with Mrs. Jewel Kleeman. She's been a 20 plus year teacher of social studies, history, and civics. She has some very interesting perspectives on teaching both face-to-face and online. Can't wait to hear what she has to say. back with Jewel Kleeman, a social studies and history teacher in Virginia. Would you tell us um, a bit about your the environment in which you teach and, and your students in grade level? Um, yes, I teach at Kilmer Middle School in Fairfax County, Virginia. Um, I teach eighth grade civics and economics. I teach uh, advanced academics and honors. Um, some of you might re- remember it, it being called a, the gifted and talented. Um, we have a very diverse population in my schools. So uh, maybe 26 different languages. And wow. Needs. Wow. Um, and what would you say with all those languages being spoken and the fact that you're teaching civics, which is wonderful um what would you say is the greatest uh satisfaction that you've had in your career as a teacher um i love challenging my students way of thinking i always tell them that i'm playing the devil's advocate (laughs) and even if i'm 100 percent agree with them i'm going to come at them in a different direction just to make them think that's excellent and and i'm well known for excelling at class discussion um i think it's fascinating to see how they process information Mm -hmm. at such a young age and because our population is diverse, um, they come in with different background knowledge. So when I taught economics one time, I, I mentioned a piggy bank, and some of my students had no clue what a piggy bank was. <laughs> so I had to bring in a piggy bank and show them. Oh, okay. Um, you know, I've had students who have lived under communist regimes. I've had... Uh, students from all around the world so their perspective on things is fascinating i bet it is and i've really learned a lot from them Mm -hmm. i i know i sound like a parrot when i say this in every episode but great teachers are eternal students it's been my experience that i i still learn more from my students i'm sure than they learn from me or i hope it's mutual but it's always it it really hearing their perspective really makes you think doesn't it Oh, absolutely. And it, it challenges you. I can't imagine teaching physics. I mean, I'm sorry, civics uh, in the current world situation. That must be a challenge as well. It, it is a challenge. Um, we really have to go out of our way that they cannot tell what political party uh, we prefer. Really? And um, it was fascinating at the end of the year, I had students analyzing me. Well, she's a Republican because she's white and she's in the South and she grew up in a rural area. And they're like, no, she's a Democrat because she's a teacher. She now lives in Northern Virginia. And I said, guys, I'm never going to tell you what I am, but I am very proud that you're analyzing me correctly. (laughs) 
Wow, so you've, you've never actually came out and told the kids one way or the other? No, and I never will. Good for you. Good for you. What would you say, I mean, I, I, I know where we're living with COVID-19 right now and it's, everything is thrown up in the air, but what would you say is the greatest challenge of being a teacher right now? Uh, it's twofold. One, we're very worried about our students. Um, we don't know what their home situation is. Um, is someone ill? Has someone passed away? Are they eating? Um, are they in proper shelter? Is there domestic abuse? Um, I've reached out to current students and former students mm-hmm. to see how they were. I actually checked on a student I had eight years ago because I knew she was getting married. And I said, what's going on with your wedding plans? And she just spilled it all out. So you you worry about them. And because of privacy reasons, you don't always know what's going on in their household. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then um, the other side is the technology part. And I am the leader of my civics team. And we have teachers that are very tech savvy to teachers who are not tech savvy at all. Mm-hmm. And my job is to get everybody on the same page. And so that's been very challenging. Talk so about challenging. I'm learning new technology plus teaching other people things. And I was kind of shocked where some people were. And some of these teachers are younger than me mm-hmm. and have never used Google Classroom. So as somebody in their 50s, I was like, how do I know that? And you don't. got to be willing we're going to take a slight break mrs kleeman and when we come back i'd like to hear about your how you are teaching currently um during this pandemic because it in the absence of face-to-face teaching it really forces us to think out of our comfort zone will you stay with us back with Mrs. Jewel Kleeman. Um, you are teaching online, correct? Yes. Uh, could you tell us a little bit of how you are adapting to that? It's been a, a difficult process. Um, we are using Blackboard um, to do direct instruction, which has a feature known as Blackboard Collaborate Ultra. Mm-hmm. And because of the sheer size of our county um the system has had some glitches because it's so many children and adults logging in at the same time so we've had to stop and start along the way and then we've also had to hand out laptops and hot spots to children who are disadvantaged um so that took a couple weeks to roll that program out oh my goodness and then um you have the issues of teachers with young children uh, and spouses who are at home, so they're trying to find a quiet place to teach from in their house. Some mm-hmm. are even sitting out on their decks to teach so the dog doesn't bark or a kid doesn't run across the screen. Um, but it, it has been a challenge because we want to 
address especially in civics we want to address what's happening but because you don't know what's going on there in their home you have to tread very lightly yes so i i approach it as um do you think the governor was right to shut down school for the rest of the year Hmm. rather rather than getting into the statistics and the politics behind it it's just what do you personally think and why Mm -hmm. Uh, and i you know i require them to to have reasonable facts to back them up but i've also been trying to focus on the curriculum and it's a very difficult thing to teach them because right now we're doing state and local Mm -hmm. and they don't have background knowledge on it and I'm not there to see. I can't see their faces, so I can't read them. Yeah, that drives me nuts. <laughs> uh, and I don't know, like, while I'm teaching, are they texting somebody? Are they playing a game? Mm-hmm. You know, do I have their undivided attention? And then, you know, the equity of it. Um, there are some students who are only getting packets in the mail. And what's going on in their family? Is there anybody helping them? Right, right. So there are a lot of different components that go into it. Mm -hmm. And special education and the ESOL population, you really have to be concerned about. Wow. Because you have to make sure they are getting an equitable education and everything is being differentiated to suit their needs. So... I really admire my administration for being able to deal with such a diverse student body and still provide an education to them in a a situation none of us have ever lived through. So when you say you use Blackboard, are you saying that you post your assignments onto the platform or, and they interact with it or how, how Blackboard collaborate? Are you, can you see your students? We are able to use blackboard collaborate where the kids can see us mm-hmm. if we choose for them to see us they can talk to us or they can put uh, post comments in a chat room mm-hmm. that we can see and monitor um i i'm required to post assignments on blackboard because parents can't see google classroom if i send out a mass email i have to send out the mass email through blackboard Okay. I actually post and grade on Google Classroom. Really? And um, the students are able to get immediate feedback. They can ask me questions. I can post a variety of things for them to do, such as iCivics games, watch a video on Edpuzzle. Um, there's so much out there that didn't even exist when I first started teaching. Mm-hmm. So it, the big thing you have to do now uh, with kids is their attention spans are so much shorter. Yes. So you have to keep it engaging or you're going to lose them. How and do you keep it engaging then? How do you do that? How do you keep them engaged? Um, I've been using Pear Duck, which is an add-on to Google Slides. Pear Duck? Deck. Pear Deck. P-A-R-E-D-E-C-K? Yes. Oh, okay. And it's an add-on to Google Slides. And students um, can take 
little mini quizzes and you get the results immediately. They have features where, how do you feel right now? And, and they can slide something and you can see, okay, I've lost a couple of kids. They're confused. Um, they can uh, answer questions. If at the end of one of my PowerPoints, I ask the question, all right, if a student was absent today, what would you tell them? I type up something and I can see what how they summarized it. Oh, cool. So it's more interactive than the a normal PowerPoint. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. PowerPoint's not very interactive at all, really. I mean, no. it, it's one way. In a classroom it can be, but not online. Yeah, it's one way. You're talking, they're listening. There's no you, there's no way for them to get back at you. So Pear Deck is a, a an, uh, an extension an of app. Google, so it's yeah. not an app. You can't no, download no, no, no. it. Oh, I see. It's, a, it's an extension that you can add to Google Slides. Well, thank you for that information. Um, anything else that you use that, that other people who are listening might be able to latch on to? Because we're all looking for ways to make it interesting. Um, I think there's so many great videos out there now. Um, you really have to go online and and search and use what you're comfortable with but in social studies you've got crash course course excuse me crash course you've got ted wait stop 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 crash course crash course and and that's the name of the website yes one word crashcourse.com two two words and you can find it on youtube is probably the easiest way to oh okay on youtube okay i'm going to include different types of social studies videos I'm going to include that on my show notes, okay, so everybody can have access to it. Ted, yeah. Ted Talks, go ahead. Ted Talks are helpful. Um, There's another website, uh, KQED, and they have uh, videos, which I personally love because it presents two sides of an argument. So, for example, it said, should the voting age be reduced to 16? And in the video, they give you all the pros of that, and then they give you all the cons of it. And then that can lead to a discussion with the students. Uh, What do you think? Do you think they should lower the voting age to 16? Interesting. Who has the better argument, the pros or the cons? Mm -hmm. What would you add to their argument? I'm sorry, I can't remember whether it's well, that's, dot org or That's okay, com, I'll, that's I'll find out. Well, I'm going to, what I'm going to do in the show notes is post all of these these, um, these links and things so that um, everybody can look at them and play around with them, including myself. When we come back, I would like to ask you to think of the best advice that you could give a person who is in a teacher education program right now. Because... Okay. Yeah, just, I mean, if, if, if you had to think of something that they really need to know before going into this or a skill that they really need or however, however you, you um, want to advise, please do okay. in our next segment. back with um, 
Mrs. Joel Kleeman. Um, and I would like to hear your advice to someone who's new in the field. My first piece of advice, I have a couple, but my first piece is you must maintain a work-life balance. Hmm. Um, young teachers often want to chaperone everything, grade every piece of paper, uh, have it back to them the next day, uh, answer every single email, even the one that comes in at midnight, ah. and you will burn yourself out if you don't say, this is when my day ends, mm-hmm. this is my weekend, this is my vacation. If, if you don't do that, your teaching career becomes your life. It's not your life, it's your job. You still need to pursue your interests. You still need to have family time. Oh, that's good advice. Uh, you still need to relax. And unfortunately, the internet is a great thing, but it's also a bad thing because there are students and parents who will expect you to be online at all times to answer every question or concern they have. And you really have to draw that line. And I would also tell young teachers, never, ever give your cell phone number out. Never. And because they will call you and they will text you and you then become a friend and not a professional. You've got to have that line. Be friendly. Don't be their best friend. Mm. And uh, you cannot get too involved in their personal lives because then things get blurred and you you don't want them to get blurred. You are the adult in the situation. What do um, you, don't you <clears throat> excuse me, don't you run the risk of losing your objectivity in situations like that? Absolutely. And you can also be accused of favoritism. Mm. So you, you you have to be very careful and parents can misinterpret it. You know, why are you Facebook friends with my child? I would never do that no. with a student. So you have to you have to remember who's the adult in the situation and who's not. Um, my other piece of advice came from my first few years of teaching. I came to school with laryngitis because it's harder to be absent than it is to be there. Mm-hmm. And my assistant principal called me down and said, "Why are you here?" And I said, "Well, my students need me." And he said to me. And it sounded harsh at the time, but as I've been away from that situation, he makes total sense. He said, Jewel, you're a cog in the machine. The school existed before you. The school will exist after you. You must take care of your health. Wow. You, you need to go home. You need to put yourself first. Health is most important. Then comes family. You're not doing anybody any good being here with laryngitis. And in hindsight, I now see that that was an excellent piece of advice because I have seen teachers drag themselves in. Oh, Me yeah. personally, I went in with walking pneumonia one time. Oh, no. Because it is so hard to be absent. But again, it's that work-life balance. You have to say, I'm sick and I'm staying home, and that's okay. Hmm. Good advice. Good advice. Thank you. Um... This has been a really informative uh, 
episode. We've got um, some websites that you've given us and some uh, insight into learning platforms because you said you're using two of them. You're using the Blackboard Collaborate and Google Classroom. And Oh, my goodness. So um, thank you very much for, for participating in this interview. And the best of luck to you with this pandemic. We're all doing the best thank we you. can. Thank you so much. Hi, my pleasure. I hope you've enjoyed today's interview with Mrs. Jill Kleeman. I would also um, ask your indulgence for the next however long we are quarantined. I am not in my office, clearly, and I do not have access to any of my uh, technology and and noise noise cancellation. So um, I'm in an environment that's personal, and therefore you hear personal background noise. We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this, and on the other side of this, there will be a greater teaching experience. 